5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 14 minutes to 8, Police Minister Corey Wingard's on the line. Minister, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Minister, obviously one of the big stories and, and saddest stories of this week has been the road toll, and that's the thrust of why we've asked you on. We'll get to that shortly. But first, can I just get your thoughts about this, this what strikes us as a completely unacceptable court judgment yesterday where a bloke who assaulted two police officers and also four members of the public, he assaulted one of the coppers so badly that the guy's going to have a permanent knee injury for the rest of his life. Part of his defence was that he was so drunk when he did it, that he can't really remember what happened. And he's written some once-over-easy note of apology for his action. Now, the court has given him a suspended sentence. That does not sit with community standards, does it? It doesn't sit with uh, me either, David. Look, I, I won't talk specifics on any cases in case there is an appeal or whatever might happen down the track, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. Look, I've, I've got family in the police force. I've got friends in the police force. These people are out there doing a very, very tough job and uh, attacks on them are wrong and uh, they're not acceptable and, uh, and and I think the whole public feels that way. Do you, do you have any thoughts as a, as a minister in the Marshall government about the, the campaign as well by the police union for some kind of minimum mandatory custodial time for people who do things like this? Yeah, look, I'm working with the Attorney-General on that and uh, and she's doing that work at the minute and I'm making my point very, very clear that, look, it's not acceptable. People don't accept that, whether it's a, a mandatory sentence or not, uh, can, can be debated. But I think people want to see a tougher action and, uh, and, and, look, when the police go out and do their job, be it at Harley Street on, on, on a weekend or, or just, you know, the local beat, um, people should have respect for the police and most people do. But the people that don't, I think uh, the public feel like swift action should be taken. Yeah, well said. The road toll is nearly twice what it was last year. It's absolutely shocking. 30 people have been killed in our roads already this year. Do you feel any pressure to do anything about it? Oh, look, you always want to do something about the road toll, uh, whatever the number is. And uh, look, it hasn't been good this year. You know, you, you've stated the case there and stated the point. Um, what we're very focused on, and there's a couple of fronts, and... Road safety is really a package of things, a suite of things. One is improving the road, making the road safer with the technology we have now, the engineering we have now, and we're investing millions, billions of dollars into, into making our roads safer. Then there's the policing, and I know the police were out yesterday very frustrated uh, with what's going on and are making the point that drivers also need to take responsibility here. People doing stupid things on the road, not paying attention, um, being complacent is, is a real problem. And then there's you know, the advertising, education, the messaging that needs to go with it as well. So it is a suite of things. Um, you know, one death is one death too many. And uh, we're working on all those areas to, to try and improve uh, road safety across the state. Just on the advertising and messaging, the, the MAC have relinquished their responsibility for road safety. They'll be yeah. uh, uh, finishing up a little bit later uh, in the year. Are we missing a voice now on that front? No, not not at all. What we're doing there is rolling this um, this provision over to uh, to Safehole. So Safehole will be driving that. Mac is still actually putting the messaging out there. I was actually in the country uh, the day before yesterday over on the west coast, and you know the billboards are up there, the hairy fairy ads are still on the TV, all that sort of stuff. It's just the actual Mac branding that's being removed and being replaced with actual messages about road safety. So we're still doing all that, and, and Safepol will be running that into the future. We know um, the previous government sold off Mac, so that's the operation and structure we'll have going forward with Safepol doing that in conjunction with Gypsy to make sure that we've got both sides of the road safety aspect well and truly covered. Just finally, Minister, a third item for you. The Tizers' Andrew Huff has got a front-page story today talking about 
how there's now extra training underway for detectives in South Australia as police target more than a dozen extremist groups. These aren't just your, your sort of uh, um, radi- radical Islamist terror groups, but also white supremacist groups who in some cases appear to yearn for uh, the, the, the kind of horrors that we saw in, uh, in, in Christchurch um, two weeks ago. This is sort of brave new world of policing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And you're right, Dave, too. Policing is changing from that front. What we see, the frontline police that we, we know and we were talking about recently, but now this move into the, the cyber world and e-crime and all that sort of stuff is really evolving quickly. So, um, yes, these uh, 60 people have been trained up. Um, you know, we saw what happened in Christchurch. This is not to alarm anyone. There's no uh, elevated threat level or anything like that in South Australia. But the reality of the world is we need to make sure with staying ahead of the game and people are being trained in this space. So uh, that's what um, SAPOL is doing here. They've been very proactive and I think this is a good outcome. So we stress the point again that you know it, it's not to raise alarm but to make sure the people know we are doing this work and, and police are doing um, a lot in this space. Well said. Corey Wingard, Police Minister, thanks for joining us this morning. Got to say, I could not agree more with, with what Corey Wingard just said at the start about about the, the, the police in, in this case. Um, this bloke, Senior Constable Jason Smith, he suffered a ruptured patella tendon. It's re- required surgery twice. And um, the judge, though, said that um, while, while the bloke who did it to him, he said that his, uh, his sentencing was clearly serious. Um, he, he also said that he received a letter from you expressing your remorse and confirming that you had no memory of your offending now, it is a disgrace that a that a judge and he must be a smart man. You know, he's he's got all the degrees, he's got all the legal experience, but confirming that you had no memory of your offending. Sorry, Your Honour. The only point at which this type of automatism defence should come into play, where you say, "I had no idea. I didn't. I can't even remember what happened." Did someone? pin this bloke down and pour a bottle of bourbon down his throat? Mm. Was he tied to a chair and and had neat alcohol injected directly into his bloodstream? No, he chose to get pissed and then he went out and he did this to not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six people, two of them cops. And the fact that he's drunk is a mitigating factor. Yeah. That is BS. And like if you apply it logically... Why can't the next time you pulled over and you blow over 0.05 in an RBT saying, oh, it's not really my fault, I'm drunk? Yeah, I, like, well, I couldn't remember doing it. That's why you're being arrested. Yeah, exactly. That is the offence. That is the offence. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just ludicrous. Crap. Yeah. Why would you be a police officer? Then? But very positive signs there from Corey Wingard. Absolutely. He, he sounds like the bloke who's in the AG's ear saying, listen, the police union has got a very valid point here. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, folks. I'm happy for people to ring in. Uh, you know, text in, fire a message through on the, the Telstra Business Centre Adelaide North text line. But I think we will are 100% in step public opinion yep. on this. People have had a gutful. Leon's going to do more on this story after uh, 9 o'clock as well. All right, let's uh, check in with Jane Riley. He's out on road. Thanks to Dave Potter. Honda morning, Jane. Morning, Will. I was going to do my report from the semaphore jetty, but it's way too windy down here. Uh, winds are gusting at about 22 kilometres an hour, an hour down here. Now, not so windy in the city. It hasn't quite come through. This is the leading edge of that change that the Bureau talked to us about at quarter to seven. The main front coming through around about nine o'clock this morning, and that's going to put a lid on the temperature. Most of the night, the temperature's been about 18 or 19 degrees. Here at semaphore right now, it's 22 degrees and 20 
in the city. But once the change comes through, it will drop down to the high teens. I'm actually taking shelter behind a shipping container that's on the foreshore down here. They're doing some works on the, the jetty. And I was just thinking, we haven't had much windy weather this year. It's been pretty calm mm. because of the lack of cold fronts. So it's quite exhilarating to be down here and getting a nice lungful of salty air. But look, a few showers around. We could see up to five millimetres of rain across today. Then tomorrow, 18 degrees and maybe one millimetre. 20 degrees on Sunday, maybe still a lingering shower. But look, it's really more about the changing temperature, changing wind direction than showers. And then next week, we start to go into a warming trend again and we get up to 29 degrees on on Wednesday and Thursday. So guys, maybe a great weekend to get the kite out and take the kids out <laughs> with some kite flying. Good idea. Go fly a kite. <laughs> yeah. Kites are fun. I love a kite. It might be too when your kid might disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, um... <laughs> that's funny. I could have sworn he was here earlier. Yeah, it's a, a three-year-old boy uh... found wandering the streets of Edithburg. <laughs> the old windy day kite excuse. <laughs>